0: Hey, what's up, everybody? It's time for a new podcast experience from yours truly. That's right. I'm the host, co-host, technically, because everyone's the host here, Uh, Yummy the Ferret, uh, and I am here with Greedy Waffle.
1: Hey, what's going on, guys?
0: Coco Gamer. Yeet. <laughs> and Asian Studios. How's it going? How is everyone doing today? Doing good. Doing great. Doing all right.
2: <laughs>
0: <laughs> so uh, we all have varying movie experiences. We also have varying movie opinions. Um, and we started this podcast to just uh, talk about movies. And we're going to focus on one movie per episode. And it's going to be hella hella lit, as the kids like to say. Um, <laughs> so if we just want to introduce ourselves real quickly. So as you all know, I'm Yummy the Ferret. Podcast extraordinaire, as I've been called. Um, actually, I called myself that. <laughs> so, um, <laughs> call also do live that. streaming and some edited videos here and there on the YouTube channel, of course. Yummy the ferret and Fubar ferret. If you want to check that out. Uh, next, who wants to go next?
1: Uh, I can go next. Uh, I'm Grady Waffle, aka Nick. I am a friend of Yummy's, lifelong friend. Uh, you see me a lot on his channel. Uh, I don't do anything on my own. I don't I mean I have a YouTube channel, but I don't stream or do anything. I mean, I'll join Yemi on a lot for video games, but that's about it.
0: All right. Next? next? You can go, go next, Ty. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Not everyone at once. We're indecisive already. I
3: can go fine. Uh, all right, I'm Tay. Obviously, I've got a YouTube channel, Twitch channel. I stream more lately than anything, do vlogs, gaming. Uh, sometimes we do random stuff like about comics and whatnot. So,
0: yeah. Also, uh, how many crested geckos you got there? Uh, just one crested gecko. Um,
3: but we've got several other animals in the house as well.
2: <laughs> well, that uh-huh. reaches me. I am Coco Gamer. You see me in Nemi's um, Discord and I'm mod for him for streams. And I um, have my own YouTube channel and I say you a lot. That's me. <laughs>
0: <laughs> never see yeet. It's probably Coco. Yeah, <laughs> saying, no one else can say
2: yeet on this podcast. That's Coco's All
0: right. thing. All right, we I'll write that down in the uh, Ten Commandments of. Oh yeah, we didn't even say the name of the podcast. <laughs> hey, it's, it's Film Freaks with a Z because we're edgy.
3: We're so edgy. Nineties edgy. <laughs>
0: yep. So this movie today that was recommended to us um, was by. It was recommended by Kylex Plays, a.k.a. Kylex, but unfortunately, because of scheduling conflicts, he wasn't able to do the podcast with us. But he's here in spirit because we're talking about the movie that he suggested in honor of him. And he suggested the movie Demolition Man, which is from 1993. It was directed by Marco Brambilla. It stars that handsome Sylvester Stallone, Wesley Snipes, and of course, Sandra Bullock. So a short synopsis of the plot is with innocent victims caught in the crossfire in Los Angeles' intensifying war and crime, both cop John Spartan and violent thug Simon Phoenix are sentenced to a state of frozen incarceration known as cryoprison. When Spartan is finally thawed 36 years later, it's 2032, and Los Angeles is now a pacifist utopia called San Angeles. Wait, angels? San angels? Wait, am I saying the wrong? I don't know. I think you got it, right? I think you got it, and, right too. um Phoenix, again, is on the loose, and the Spartan must team up with future cop Len- Lena- Lenina <laughs> to apprehend the killer. You see, if I heard the name before I did this, I would have pronounced that right, but that's okay. Um, so before we start, I asked Kylix to let us know why he chose the film or why he loves the film so much. I believe this is his favorite film ever. And he said... Um, I quote Kylex. I think as an old film, it has stood the test of time having the perfect amount of seriousness and comedy in it to make it an action film, but not one that takes itself too seriously. Simon Phoenix is easily the best bad guy I have ever seen, and certainly the coolest. The mystery of the three seashells still has me stumped to this day, and I hope I find out before I die what it is. (laughs) Um... So I yeah I I thought that the three the seashell thing was hilarious uh, every time they brought it up because it's like they don't have toilet paper <laughs> but they don't have bidets but they have these three seashells and you only see them like once during the movie in Spartan's apartment I just I don't understand what what how they use those to wipe your ass. And yeah. I know this is a weird place to start in the conversation. <laughs> very weird. <laughs> no, it's, it's the important. perfect place to start. <laughs> yeah, we must know what they're about. Anyone have any theories? Of I how I have you some theories. The I
3: mean, but it, I feel like it's some sort of soap, but it has to be used. It have to be used like with a bidet. So I don't. I don't know. I guess.
0: <laughs> Do you suds up and wipe your butt with the with the suds? You use your hand. That seems very barbaric for such a classic society.
3: I agree. Yeah, because I feel like, I mean, we already have bidets. And, like, we had bidets back then. I mean, other countries used them, obviously, a lot more than America does. But it's like, I feel like that's that's where they should have gone, but they didn't. So, <laughs> I don't know if we'll ever have the answer.
0: They had to put a weird spin on it.
2: Well, actually, what I'm thinking of, of what the C-shows oh, I'm. are, it might seem weird, but it's the only logical thing that came to my head. What I think is that they actually use it to wipe the actual just crust to the seashell. Not sure why, oh but it's just, it's just the three seashells, which is ultimately confusing. But it's it just seems like it's the only way they can use it.
0: That'd be kind of painful. painful. And you only have three shots to do it uh, unless yeah. you like, wipe them off in between. I
1: don't know. I mean, I don't know. I mean, I think you got three of them, right? Yeah. So you got yep. number one. Number two, and then you got the cleanup. Okay, <laughs> there you go. <laughs> this is the only logical thing I could think of. But all I don't right, know how the third one works. Yeah. That, maybe
3: uh, maybe all the shells actually have like a crustacean crab in them, and you just get them near your butt. The crab comes out
0: and does all the work. <laughs> uh, oh my god, man.
2: that would be like the funniest thing ever. That's like
0: predator
1: kind of. <laughs> <Like>, yeah. yeah. <laughs>
0: A little little uh, alien jaw comes out and just bites the poop away from your butt or something. Okay,
3: yeah, I definitely I prefer toilet paper. I don't need these seashells.
0: Yeah, I love the part where um you know because every time they swear in this movie they get like a, a like a pink slip almost. Like. Yeah. Yes. And there's the one scene where he just does it. A, he swears a bunch of times in a row and just takes the toilet the the, the uh, papers as toilet paper. But the weird thing is is he's already. Come out of the bathroom after that point. So is he walking around with poopy butt syndrome? <laughs> he is. Uh, yeah, totally, well, That's what
3: they're saying. Is he's just walking around with poopy butt because he couldn't you know, figure out the seashells?
2: Well, one thing is that he actually didn't go. Maybe he may checked the stall first and left. Or that's maybe just did number one and just left. I don't know. <laughs> oh,
0: yeah. I like the idea of poopy butt syndrome. Though. <laughs> <laughs> I do too. Did you guys? find the uh sex vr scene kind of scary
3: yes <laughs> oh yes
0: mm. uh, if that ever becomes the future uh, count me out <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> <But> i mean
1: <laughs> i don't know i like don't want to be in the mind of somebody else you know and then trying to do it i don't know that's like a thing i don't know that just doesn't sound right to me
0: yeah i, I wasn't understanding what they were trying to insinuate there because obviously the woman who he who was seen in his little jump scares—I would call them—I <laughs> don't know. I don't know if that was supposed to be Sandra Bullock or if that was another woman because I—I have Sandra to go Bulley. back. And it wasn't because it didn't I look saw, like her at first glance.
3: Yeah, there was like one shot for where I saw for sure. I'm like, okay, it is Sandra Bullock. I, I saw her <laughs> face pretty clear, but well, most of it was probably a body double, you know, close up of cleavage and whatnot. And Sandra's <laughs> like, yeah, I don't want
2: to do that. Yeah, probably it makes no sense though. Because it's like, oh, yeah, what? Well, ha, 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 sex and puts on headset and is like, is this comfortable to you? <laughs> Seems I like can get a seizure from it because it was so intense. <laughs> yeah, really?
1: Yeah, I literally, it's going in and out and switching. And there was a whole bunch of like colors. And
2: oh, man, yeah. it, it
1: was it was a little little uh, seizures. Is that a word? Yeah, yeah. 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 seizures inducing. Seizures.
3: Yeah, <laughs> seizure inducing.
1: And but, I feel like from his point of view, he was. Well,
3: if he had been doing it correctly, he would have been getting those flashes she wasn't getting this cuz she wasn't doing it correctly you know mm-hmm. staying in the moment but he was just like what is this this is weird so he kept coming in and out and that's that's where you get the seizures yeah. probably
0: <laughs> do you guys think that society will ever evolve to a state where as they say it, the uh <laughs> the mixing of fluids is a uh, taboo <laughs> <laughs> uh, no well um actually since
2: <laughs> well saying not game portugal but saying <laughs> We're seeing what's happening today. Like, it's not far off, because since, since everyone's getting kind of personal of what they want to be identified as, maybe it goes, goes further than that, and they don't want to be, like, touched by someone Someone that they don't think is right
0: to be touched them, I guess. So, kind of, I I can see VR taking over the world of of sexual intercourse, but I don't see it. um, I mean, obviously, if that does happen, then uh, the world will end as we know it because all of a sudden there will just be no more kids.
3: Well, that's what I'm thinking. (laughs) Like, you might have some people who, like, hey, yeah, don't touch me. Let's do this VR stuff. I mean, you kind of have that Mm -hmm. nowadays. Like, Japan has its whole issue where men just want to watch porn instead of actually be with a woman. Mm And so their (laughs) women are becoming lesbians. That's a problem in Japan. And I feel like, yeah, that could happen maybe here, but I don't think it'll be kind of like an offshoot. Like, you'll have people who still, I like, no, nah, give me the fluids. It's fine.
0: Yeah. Yeah. yeah I they don't think kiss in that future. It's, it's weird. Yeah. Yeah.
1: Yeah. I don't think it would ever, like, not happen because, you know, people, they, mm. they, I mean, they do it openly in public. So how, how are you going to stop them? You know, I don't think a little pink slips <laughs> are going to stop them, you know? Yeah. Like,
3: <laughs> <laughs> And at that point, it's just like, oh, I have to pay one credit to kiss somebody. That's fine.
1: Yeah, yeah.
0: <laughs> Seriously. Oh, but every time you kiss someone, it goes up by ten.
2: Yeah. <sighs> oh, <No>. that. <laughs> I mean, got to pay stupid.
0: for society somehow. So, uh, my, anyone have any talking points to jump off of? So,
3: my biggest question is: so we get this future? You know, it's the San uh, La, San Francisco, whatever area, or not San Francisco, but whatever. And, you know, you see this guy, like, ruling it and, you know, putting in all these rules. My, my question is, what happened to the rest of the world? Mm. Are they still mm. part of America? Don't, don't they still have a president? And
2: <laughs>
3: Well, yeah, we didn't,
0: uh... it kind of seems, I'm sorry, Coco, it kind of seems like this is, like, the last standing utopia of at least the United States. That's what it seems like to me.
1: Well, didn't she say, like, some big outbreak happened? So I think they did all come down to, like, one, like, area left in the world because of some, like, big outbreak and some, like, war. Because I remember Sandra Bullock saying something about that. I
3: thought she was talking about a big earthquake in 2010, which decimated that area.
0: Maybe it was but,
3: both. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it could have been. I don't know. It wasn't super clear. Or I wasn't paying close enough attention. <laughs>
0: Well, it was easy to kind of, you know, during the long sections of them talking between action scenes, it was kind of easy to kind of drift away from the movie because, I mean, even though the lines and dialogue were fine to me, it just, a lot of the time, if it wasn't just references to, like, how fish out of water, you know, Sylvester Stallone is, it was just kind of, like, useless information for some parts. hmm
3: Well, I mean, they were trying to do, like, a world-building thing, but some of the stuff they were saying it was just, without reference i don't get what you're saying like yeah was it an earthquake was it some sort of apocalyptic incident that destroyed all the world or what they didn't ever that i noticed it ever explained that yeah
2: there were some unanswered questions mason i'm not sure if they were thinking of doing a sequel to that movie of some sort because like one we never heard about his daughter we mm-hmm. never really knew what was going to happen after that because they have no reader, and the um, police system has no no protection against violence. <laughs> it's just a lot of unanswered questions after that film.
0: There was. I, was. I was almost, at the beginning at least, before all the nasty stuff started happening between John Spartan and uh, Sandra Bullock. Uh, I was thinking that Sandra Bullock was going to be his daughter, just because how they were kind of setting it up. I thought he, that
3: too. He, he yeah, couldn't too. search
0: for her or anything like that, and she kind of was... She was like a gung ho cop, right? She wanted violence to happen, which is what kind of connected her to the Spartan type of thinking. Which I was like, oh, it's, like, it's got, she's got to be the daughter.
3: Yeah, yeah, I, you know, I thought that, though. that too. So
0: maybe the writers were playing on that, and then they were like, ah, oh, let's put in a sex scene. <laughs> <laughs> How about some uh, weird sex scenes? Yeah, <laughs> <You know? laughs>
3: which another thing he could. Definitely... Have... Sorry, go ahead.
1: I said that will get their mind off of that. Yeah.
3: Well, he gets over the death of his wife like really quick. Like, mm-hmm. like the next day he's like, "Oh, my wife's dead. Oh, well, you know what? Sex."
0: <laughs> well, I think uh, I think the uh, hunt for Phoenix was what kind of centered in on his mind. Like he was able to push out the death of his wife and you know not being able to see his daughter and the different norms that society has kind of mm-hmm. now been placed. And I think uh, just hunting for Phoenix is like the sole priority in his head for probably like ninety percent of the movie, really. Oh yeah, yeah,
2: probably.
1: Yeah, he was probably so like shocked about how the future turned out because you know he was just like you know throwing out the you know the police officers uh, guided what what do you want to call them the little guided screens. Oh yeah. And he was just so like yeah, he was like, what the hell is going on? And I think he was so like (laughs) distracted by the future and all this stupid things that happened around him and like uh Yemi said about with uh, simon you know i think that kind of distracted him too so
3: yeah, that's
0: fair yeah <clears throat> going back to what coco was talking about where things weren't unanswered the biggest thing to me is there was a lot of things that were happening in the underground world and they just didn't really expand on much of that world like all of a sudden they were in the underground world and they were making friends with everyone because john spartans you know just like them and then all of a sudden, a few scenes later, they're up on top and they haven't done anything. <laughs> and yeah. they just, they're just like, okay, we're taking over now. <laughs> I feel like they could have done a little bit more with the underground world stuff, seen as it was a big part of the movie. And was it really explained why the underground leader was targeted so viciously by the, by the high classmen, I'll call them? A little bit,
3: because before he showed up, apparently they were all just kind of in a nuisance, but they weren't. A threat, and so once he showed up, they've deemed that okay, now they actually might spark a revolution
2: and overthrow our utopia. They were more like plot convenience and actual like characters to that story. It's true, that too. (laughs) I would agree with that.
0: (laughs) And then also, where did the like, remember, Phoenix was like, I need all eight of these guys to come help me where the hell did they go? <laughs> like, yeah. I know well, Spartan beat up like three or four of them with uh, Sandra Bullock, but there was, I mean, where'd they go?
3: Yeah, they, they died off screen. Yeah. Sylvester got them though. Don't worry. Yeah.
0: <laughs> <laughs> so another thing that uh, I had written down, and this is one thing that kind of pissed me off during the movie was people no matter if it's John Spartan or Phoenix or whoever, they have these clear lined up shots where uh, you know, yes. like, I'll, I'll give the, I'll give the one with the underground. So Phoenix is up on a, like a, who was it, a catwalk or something like that, aiming directly at John Spartan and Sandra Bullock and the leader of the underground. He has a clear shot. He has time to line that up and they Ooh. don't know he's there. And he misses every single shot.
1: <laughs>
3: exactly. <laughs> well, a 90's I 90s uh...
1: movie.
0: No
3: one can, I, uh, no one has aim in nineties, in the nineties.
1: That's true. But I figured that was going to be like the tone of the movie from the get-go in the beginning of the movie where they have the chopper chain hook in the beginning and yes. like the AA guns and all these guns are just missing the plane. And the plane's like not even 10 feet in the air. I'm like, well, what are you guys shooting at? It's like, and um, you know, then he's coming down the rope and like guys on the roof are missing him too. I'm like, Oh man. <laughs>
3: just the fact that he's a cop known as demolition man i'm sorry in the real world any cop who blows up a building anytime he tries to make an arrest is not going to be a cop for very long yeah, <laughs> yeah. so that sets well, the tone of the movie right there you're just like oh, okay it's okay
0: well speaking on that same point of blowing up the building what do you guys think of the i guess it wasn't really a big twist what do you guys think of the twist in the movie of uh the people who are already dead before he blew up the building I I like knew that from the get go.
3: <laughs> like second he blew up the building and they're like, oh, there's bodies in there. My first thought and all the cops should just like, oh, he probably killed them before the building blew up. That makes more sense than
2: <laughs> yeah. And also, why would they? He was like, I, I was like, I told him he said he didn't care. I was like, why would they believe him? Exactly. He's a freaking crook. <laughs> and then, like, I did a thermal scan. There was only eight there. I was like, well, one, they pick him up. When, and they are dead wouldn't they pick them up too <laughs> yeah I
0: mean if they were freshly killed I mean the body would still have heat like let's say if they yeah. burned the bodies like you know because the building exploded you would think he would burn the bodies they would still be giving off that heat signature and it would I mean yeah. it would be a fire in the shape of a human body yeah <laughs> yeah
3: unless he killed them like the day before or something and they've lost all their body heat then yeah they want to they wouldn't show up then but right.
0: and if they shot him an autopsy would reveal hey they were shot before the fire killed them
3: yes yeah you have to remember, back in the, in the ninety-three, they didn't have uh, those techniques.
0: Oh, they couldn't—they
3: couldn't, they couldn't <laughs> tell if the body was shot.
0: But they do have uh, <laughs> frozen chambers for criminals. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Priorities. A lot of the movie
2: was—I say it it was really cheesy. Um, about it, it was good. <laughs> Don't get me wrong, it was good. It was just really
3: cheesy. <laughs> yes, I agree with that. It was fun and entertaining, but very cheesy and I think they over like did some of the like the acting for the people in the future like the nice. over happy they did oh, a little yeah, there. yeah. Like, okay that was a little
0: off at first for mm-hmm. me too like I was I was chopping up to oh Sandra Bullock's acting is terrible in this movie for the first scene where she was in the car and then all of a sudden everyone started talking that way and I was like ah that's Uh-oh. what they're going for <laughs>
1: yeah <laughs> what do you guys think of uh Sandra Bullock like messing up like uh those phrases <laughs> <No>. <laughs> let's what's uh what was the one let's kiss some ass or something yeah, like
0: that some <laughs> and he was like yeah it was funny yeah but i wonder how they got lost in translation though because obviously people were probably saying that up until the point where they couldn't anymore you know mm-hmm. yeah
3: well oh. no was the other thing like the music station was like oh look it's all the oldies and it's like how did you lose all the music except for ads
0: <laughs> yeah <laughs> <laughs> I do like how we, the one guy's uh, humming the Jolly Green Giant theme song while they're preparing in the underground. I thought that was hilarious. Yes. <laughs> um, one other thing that I wanted to mention, if, and if someone else wants to pick up after this, how much ammo was in that freaking museum? <laughs> because they seem to have unlimited bullets when they picked up those museum guns, and the only one that didn't use ammo was the futuristic laser weapon. But all the guns he picked up seem to just have unlimited supplies of ammunition. And for a museum, I mean, that's that's pretty dang good. Yeah. That's first, good. Especially first first
3: since off, most time when you store guns, you don't store them loaded.
0: Yes, that's <laughs> what exactly. I was going to say. First off, why is there a museum with
2: loaded guns? <laughs> I was like I was so Society per-
0: is so perfect, Nick. Oh, ah, yeah. With one
2: guy guarding him, too.
0: <laughs> Every
2: security, one guy. So I
0: love how the two security cards come up after that, and they're like, "Excuse me, sir," and he's already blown up like half yeah. the displays. So he's like, "Excuse me, sir." Guy, ho- guy holds gun, the... on,
2: killed one person. Excuse me, sir. <laughs> how about uh,
1: when uh, Simon was like, "How much do you weigh?" and then throws him through the glass. Yeah, he couldn't break the
0: glass by <laughs> yeah. kicking it, shooting or it, punching, punching, punching it, but throw a body at it. <laughs> there
3: you go. <laughs> yeah, something tells me that glass would not have broken. Yeah. Not at the no. speed he got that body going.
0: Mm-hmm. He could have just used the cannon to do that too,
2: right? Yeah, he I mean that was, it was it is loaded.
0: It had gunpowder yeah, too. Yeah, apparently it was. Yeah, yeah. It's ready to
2: go. <laughs> For some odd reason, which it could like some random
0: person. Oh, what's this dude? Blows <laughs> up the entire the entire freaking room. That's <laughs> yeah, a good thing. He had something to light that uh, cannon with too. <laughs>
2: And didn't see how he write it. He was like,
0: oh, yeah, it's all magnifying. Because,
2: <laughs> like, no one
3: smokes or anything in that timeline, so no one had lighters where he yeah. get the lighter. That's the biggest plot hole of this whole movie oh, right there.
0: but Tay, hey, remember, he had the lighter at the beginning of the movie, and he put it in his pocket after he had used it. Oh, you mean he had his, his butt pocket. Yeah. <laughs> he shoved it up his ass when he was frozen. and He was like, ah, I remember now. <laughs> Okay, plot hole fixed. I, I feel better. Yeah. <laughs> <There you go. laughs> Anyone else have any uh, talking points that they want
3: to... Let's see, yeah, because I had the the museum. Guns in the Museum was one of them. The Dead Wife.
0: How about, um, was this movie predictable to you guys? Um, mm. I mean, yes, because you kind of knew that he was going to get the bad guy in the end. How he was going to do it, of course, is, is the fun thing to lead up to it. But... Yeah. You kind of could see, you know, Phoenix is trying to resurrect everyone from the cryo prison, and mm-hmm. I kind of saw that it was going to come all back to the cryo prison after they had mm-hmm. left because it's like they, this is a huge set piece and there's a lot more going on here than what they they did before. But it was, I, I think that it was predictable up to a point, but you can't really predict the crazy actionness that is to the movie. Yeah, yeah i I also, that. I also predicted that he was going to have someone else shoot the guy who. Oh yeah, yeah, and no, I saw that coming him or whatever. I because and I don't I don't see how he could not have seen that coming because after losing oh, yeah. eight of his eight of his soldiers because his Phoenix else. had
3: told him that they weren't killers <laughs> and he of the he future they they <laughs> believe anything you say
2: yeah well they didn't blame John Smith he was like a preposterous he wouldn't be at the museum because Cisco no, yeah. computer told me every scenario <laughs> <laughs> it's like if your computer is that smart but does not get right. Are you sure he's in the white right computer system? <laughs> Probably has a bug, a virus. <laughs> also, I wanted to talk about something, is that he gets installed with that knowledge. How come they don't know about it? It's cause yeah, That's true. Because <laughs> they revived him. They brought him out, but they don't know what he's got in
3: because the doctor had um been doing it secretly cuz he yeah. would he gave him all that information so he could break free and then solve his problem of the freedom fighter guy.
0: Yeah, I think so he gave no him one else... a little bit too much. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, he definitely <laughs> he gave just him just a much. little bit. <laughs> I mean, he already was a crazy guy and yeah. uh, to give him martial arts skills, demolition mm-hmm. skills, gun skills, you know, katana skills, I mean, it's a lot. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah. Like, I thought, really, I just need to
3: give him the computer skills and like the knowledge of the the world, and that's that. That'd probably be enough.
0: Well, yeah. All you need is a good hacker, and you got control of the whole mainframe. Yeah. Uh, the last thing I had written down was, <laughs> well, actually, there's two things. So the one thing is really short. Uh, we got to see Stallone's ass in this movie. Not too bad. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and. uh this is the thing that it was on Mythbusters, and they, they proved that if you freeze something, just like in the Batman and Robin movie with the, with Mr. Freeze, and just like with this movie, when you freeze something, it doesn't necessarily mean that that item becomes more frail and easier to break. And the end of this movie was just full of, oh, it's frozen, I can just smash this metal arm with my bare fist, I can barge through these iron gates, I can smack this guy's head off with a, with a swing of my foot. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It seems like the regular movie trope, just like the trope of, oh, I throw a cigarette on the ground and it lights this gasoline on fire. You know, it's it's kind of in that same realm of it doesn't work that way, but it's cool. <laughs> yeah. yeah, exactly. <laughs> well,
3: back then they didn't have Mythbusters to, you know, set the record straight. So they just kept doing it over and over and over.
2: <laughs> you know what I thought was weird is that um, I shared two things, that, but I'm one's funny is that they have a lethal weapon three in our office. Oh, from yeah. 1992. But they're in 2036. How is that possible? They had that with a future that's set in positivity.
0: <laughs> well, you re- if you remember, if you go underneath a city, the new city was built over Los Angeles or whatever. Mm-hmm. So you can literally go into the underground and, and find like artifacts from the old world. And, and, Sandra Bullock even said multiple times, she's like, I'm a collector of of, yeah. of these artifacts. and Of
3: contraband. She contraband. called it contraband. contraband. That's what, she yeah, knew yeah. it was evil, or it was yeah. against the law, but they she was a cop, so it didn't
2: matter.
0: And they yeah. let her keep those in her office.
2: Yeah. For some odd reason.
0: Yeah. Also, Government-run the, facility.
2: Yeah. Sorry. also the funniest part is when um reviewing view which a demolition man and that woman here was and the woman was poor supporters like you blew up bravo 1000 more ma- 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 just save her 25,000 ransom. The woman goes like fuck you. And yeah. we <laughs> had me dying.
0: That was great. Yeah. Of course I mean it's it, it makes sense though because it's like duh. I saved the child. Yeah, <laughs>
3: the companies that built that mall still have enough money to rebuild that mall. I yeah. saved the child. Uh, I do also um, the like every movie back in the '90s. Like to make sure they really got home that they were R-rated, you know, they would just have that random naked chick just show oh, yeah. up. <laughs> and I, I like that, you know, even though this is technically all illegal, you know, the mm-hmm. sex and all that's illegal. It clearly looked like someone was trying to initiate sex. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> yep. <laughs> but they just did to get the the naked lady in there.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, just like airplane where it's just like all of a sudden you pan over and it's like full frontal nudity. And for like <laughs> one second, then they pan back over to the rest of the airplane. It's like, <laughs> yep, there's the there. that's why it's rated, uh, you know, R. <laughs>
3: <laughs> you had to do it. It was it was a rule in the 90s.
0: All right, so we're getting close to that time of ending. Does uh, let's go over our final thoughts on the movie, and then if you guys want to, you can do a score out of. Do you want to do five or out of ten?
1: No, let's ten. Do... okay, I was ten. Ten, ten. ten. ten is
0: fine. Wait, do we have? did the fives win it? We have two fives and a ten. Oh, we can do fives. <laughs> I mean, it's you all up it. to. It's up to yeah, uh, you five guys. is fine. Five, five is fine. Is fine. Five. Okay, let's do five out of five. So uh, if if someone wants to go first, we'll let it rip. <laughs> That's how it goes. All right, I'll start.
1: Uh, Besides being uh, cheesy and, to me, a little predictable, I did like the comedy, and I thought it was for what it's worth. Uh, It actually is a really good movie. I like the actors in it. I thought overall the story was cool, but I think there's some things that could have been changed. But uh, overall, I'd probably give it, I'll say, a four out of five. Next. (laughs) I'll,
3: I'll go next. So I definitely felt it was a product of its time. Definitely you could tell, just watching you go, yep, this was from the 90s. And this was right before The Matrix, so you know they hadn't quite shifted gears. So more of a product from the 80s, I guess. Um, but overall, yeah, same thing. I thought it was it was fun action film. It was a little predictable. Uh, comedy was good. Overall, I enjoyed it. Um, I'd probably give it a 3.5 out of 5.
2: 5? Um, for my rating, yeah, the actors on it I mean, it were great, because, well, during that time, those actors are pretty common in movies like this, but they, I feel like they did actually a great role for that, um, even though the movie was very cheesy, but then again, during that time, a lot of those movies were. So, to say, I thought, I really enjoyed the film, I, <laughs> watching it again, I enjoyed it more, so I get the film at 4.5, out of 5. Wow, yeah, there you so,
0: go. So yeah, I, I like the action in the movie. There were things that annoyed me, like I already talked about, and I think that the comedy really did hit more than it didn't. Uh, there were just a few lines that I thought were just you know, they didn't they didn't resonate with me personally. Uh, the shells thing hilarious, and her miss- messing up the the <laughs> language was hilarious, and just the the what the, like the little nitpicks I have. Like, yeah, you know, no one can hit, get hit a shot in this movie to save their life unless they're a main character or. You know, just the the bizarre nature of the ending of the movie with him smashing through Frozen stuff. But like Coco said, it was, it is, or what's Tay, it, it's, it's a product of its time. And seeing as, you know, things have, of course, gotten better in the with CGI and stuff like that, I can definitely like the fact that they used a lot of practical effects and a lot of things were done without stuntmen and stuff like that. And I really did enjoy the movie. Uh, I don't know if I'd watch it again, but... I definitely did enjoy it, and I would probably give it, like, a 3.5 as well. let that's (laughs) eat. Yeah, that's that's a wrap. That's a wrap on this one. So, at the end of each movie, we're going to have a different member of the podcast go ahead and request that we all watch a movie. And then in two weeks, we'll come back with another review or or conversation, I should say, about the next movie in the list. And seen as... I think this is actually perfect because... Kylix suggested Demolition Man, but he couldn't couldn't be on the podcast. And I think that was actually perfect for a starting one, uh, so Mm -hmm. that we all kind of start with something that we don't know, really. So we're going to go through—I'm going to go first to kind of just kind of set the stage here. And we're going to be watching—this next two weeks, we'll be watching the movie Fury from 2014— uh, this is one that I've wanted to revisit for a long time because it's in the same vein of, like, Saving Private Ryan or any of those other World War II movies. And I remember it coming out and being a little bit disappointed with it, so I want to go ahead and watch it again. It is from 2014. It's uh, The director is David Ayer, and it stars Brad Pitt, Logan Learman, John Berthenol, and... For the first time in a while, this was the first movie with Shia LaBeouf coming back after his Transformers fiasco. So the, the synopsis of it, in 1945, the Allies are making their final push into the European theater. A battle-hardened army sergeant named Don War Daddy Collar is leading a Sherman tank with a five-man crew to undertake a deadly mission behind lines, hopelessly outnumbered, outgunned, and saddled with an inexperienced soldier in their midst. War Daddy and his men face overwhelming odds as they move the strike into the heart of Nazi Germany. Now, y'all know I love World War II, and this movie was right up my alley. Um, I almost was gonna... Well, actually, I shouldn't say, because I probably, I might actually request that movie in a little, in, in the future, but uh, I love World War II movies, and this was the one that, like I said, was one of those movies that I was like, mm, I don't know if I like this one, but I never went back and watched it again. I bought it on Blu-ray, but I never went back and watched it. So I thought... Good idea, Yemi. To uh, suggest it here.
3: This is the whole reason for the podcast.
0: Yeah, there you go. Uh, has anyone else seen Fury?
1: <laughs> I have not.
0: I have. The funny of thing is, <laughs>
2: so, the funny thing is, my dad really just bought that movie. <laughs> oh, per- see, oh, perfect. There you
0: perfect. Um, so you guys can actually get it on. Of course, you can buy it on DVD and Blu-ray, or there's Amazon Prime Voodoo. You can actually rent it from YouTube, Google Play's, and iTunes. Those are the different places you can find it. And like I said, in two weeks we'll come back and we shall talk about Fury.
2: All right, sounds good that's to nice me. Story.
0: Excited, World War Two movie. Yes, y'all were probably expecting Saving Private Ryan, but I've seen that movie enough, and it is one of my favorites. <laughs> well, it's <well, laughs> yeah, on Shrek too. <laughs> there's, 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 gonna be a Shrek movie in the future. Um, <laughs> <laughs> we'll all decide if we want to keep doing the two-week thing. I know uh, it can be a little taxing to work in time for you know an hour or two-hour movie. So that's why we're going to do every other week for right now. And if things pick up, and if we can, we might do it weekly. But for right now, it just could be every other week. So I believe I'm going to be releasing these episodes on Fridays. Uh, so every other Friday, you'll get a new episode of Film Freaks with me, Yemi the Ferret. With me, Greedy Waffle. With me, Tay. And
2: yeet, me Coco. <laughs> <laughs> All
0: right, y'all. Thank you for listening. And thanks to Kylik's Place for suggesting the movie. And we hope to see you in the next episode. Adios. See you. Adios. Bye. Mm-hmm.